You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the J. Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. It's great to have our wonderful fans and audience here. Uh, and of course, a uh, warm welcome to my wonderful co-host, Marcus Hart, who is here today. Background. Hey, how's it going? And we do want to let you know, of course, of the brand new transformation to the Transform You Live um, uh, broadcast systems that uh, this is the last week that you're going to be able to watch these programs uh, in full on um, on platforms like uh, YouTube, etc. Uh, we will not be streaming full to YouTube anymore. And also the program episodes will only be available for about 24 to 48 hours, and then you'll need to go to the new site. So that's what's happening starting next week. A lot of great stuff, a lot of good content, but lots of good short clips. So you'll be able to uh, you know, get those nuggets, because I know sometimes you can't listen to the entire show. But, of course, we value your feedback. So in technology, Marcus, uh, have you been following Apple? What's going on with them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely had a chance to, you know, hear about the September event. It seems like they were uh, doing some some different things, rolling out a whole huge lineup of different events. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, and uh, any one of those particular products that uh, caught your attention, John? I'm just well, what's get, what's catching me, which is kind of interesting. This is kind of going back to something a few years ago. Uh, the um, they're actually starting to go back to the watch again. Uh, broadcast they're, 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 go, they're going back to that watch. And uh, now that's what they're putting all their energy in, Marcus, is, is, is coming out with a new watch. They're not working on a new um, iPhone 12 yet. Uh, they're saying that's going to happen in mid-October, but uh, they're just trying to get more people on board with that. Um, and, um, you know, I think they're also going to be working on a new iPad and also a new iPad Air. Uh, so those are things they're working on. But the watch seems to be their biggest thing. And, I, and, we're, and we're being told that they're going to have a separate event uh, for the iPhone. So the one that they had the launch for on the watch is going to be completely, completely separate. What do you think about that? Hmm, that's very interesting. You know, I find that. You know, the watch one, especially one, is one that, you know, I think Apple users are especially most excited about. It seems like we're kind of past due on uh, some some updates with the new watch. Uh, so it, it will be uh, quite uh, interesting to see uh, what we're going to have uh, with the ladies. But I think what the what most Apple loyalty people, you know, the people are really uh, hardcore Apple users. So, you know, and they really hardcore for the Apple brand. It was, they were expecting the iPhone 12. So why, why do you think they didn't say anything about the Apple 12? Um, you know, 
I think the reason they say anything about it is because, you know, they're having problems with production, Marcus, if you've been following, you know, COVID. I know we go, we don't want to go back to that, but lots of issues with production. Have you noticed in the industry? I mean, I know uh, not too long ago I ordered a camera and I'm still waiting for my camera. Uh, they're having issues getting parts from China, even though they don't make the phone there. They get parts there that are part of the assembly. And even just a few months ago, I ordered a dishwasher. I had to wait a month to get the dishwasher. Everything is becoming hard to get. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You know, uh, we, we uh, here at my particular family household, we, we were pretty hardcore about ordering stuff for a while online. And, and I remember just the, the atrocities we were having with uh, backup orders, canceled orders. Uh, and I, I think uh, some of that theme is still going on. Yeah, and you know what? And, and, and they're trying to do this uh, thing. I always call it the gasoline syndrome. I'm sure you know what I mean, where, you know, they raise the prices on the supply and demand. It, it's nothing new, uh, but they're trying to do that with technology, and they're trying to blame COVID for this, that they have to raise the price tag. I just don't think that's really fair. No, it's not fair at all, John. Uh, so, uh, but we, we talked about this before. We talked about like how, how a lot of stores have uh, closed down, uh, have started closing down and then they try to blame it on COVID. But uh, when, when, you know, when in turn, you know, we know that like when, when proper planning isn't, in, isn't made for these type of things to come up is we usually can blame it at the top, you know, and not on, on something that, you know, is kind of, we, we should be, yeah, not, not 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 even related to the topic. It's yeah. just like it's just like a, an excuse, really, right? Yeah, absolutely, poor excuse. So it's pretty lame. So the the, the, the iPhones, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are, are wanting to get the iPhone. You know, the, they're saying the best budget phone of twenty uh, twenty is going to basically be this phone that's going to be about three hundred ninety nine dollars um, that's where it starts at it's the the 2020 version of the iPhone SE uh, they're saying it's the best budget phone uh, that you can find right now with the a1 a13 processor it's just like the iPhone 11 um, and has that great stellar camera but it's more powerful um, it's more powerful than than uh, you know way than the iPhone SE and um, you know, they think that's going to stick. And, and a lot of the people that like the iPhone and were fans for many years ago uh, appreciate the return. You know, Touch ID is back. They said we were going to get rid of it, Marcus, but it looks like it's not going away, is it? No, it's not. Uh, the, the iPhone uh, is uh, here to stay, and I think they're going to keep adding uh, numbers and letters behind every one of their models. <laughs> so. I think you're right, and you know, as much as people were against this whole thing with the the touch, and now you have the uh, you have the eye. Uh, I mean, I still use the face recognition, but a lot of people don't like the face recognition, do they? No, the the face recognition, it, it, it me personally, it scares me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I, I'm still, you know, uh, a little skeptical of uh, why they want my face. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, they claim that when they store your face, this is what they claim, that they're actually not storing any of that data in the cloud, mm -hmm. that it's all being used on the phone. I don't know if I believe them, okay? 
uh, and that they're just using an algorithm from the cloud to be able to read it, but they're not actually sending your data. And when they store your face, they're actually picking so many points of your face. So they really can't tell a likelihood. And it's not enough points for them to be able to reproduce your face. So it's really not, um, I guess, as true as you would expect it to be. Um, they're really just going on contours of your face. But in other news, the next phone is the ultra premium Android, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. We talked about this before. And uh, uh, the counterpart was the Note 20. It's a little bit pricey, though. And uh, it has the embedded S Pen stylus, and it has the 5G technology, and it even has the Snapdragon 865 Plus processor, and, and it has the reverse wireless charging. Uh, so it comes with a few extra bells and whistles, 128 gigs uh, or 512. And, uh, you know, this has been something that um, is catching a lot of people's eyes. I think a lot of people are waiting for uh, have been waiting for something like this. Uh, actually, uh, there's a lot uh, a bunch of different features, uh, you know, uh, re with this particular one that uh, people uh, are you know feel like they they're kind of lacking um, in in some of their current phones right now that they're carrying around. So, you know, I, I think this might be one for people to watch out for. But but the big feature that's really I guess starting to turn a lot of our eyes, and we mentioned it briefly, is the, the concept of reverse wireless charging. This is yeah, a little right. bit new. And um, I haven't really seen another device yet that, that has this technology. We've seen the ability so that you could do air charge and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't seen this. So, so what exactly is, is reverse uh, wireless charging? Well, reverse wireless charging... Um, it transfers energy to the receiving device via, via electromagnetic induction. So um, it's the ability to turn the tables for a wireless charger cable phone to act as a charging station and be used to charge another wireless device. So now we've heard about the pads and how they could charge. So now imagine your phone being like a conductor that can actually be, if you will, like a battery, but can charge another device wirelessly. I see a lot of market for that, uh, Marcus, when we think about IoT, uh, and they don't use a lot of power, but they always need to constantly be charged. Yeah, and, I, and again, that's that's one of the things that, you know, people feel like they're, they're, they're lacking right now, and they feel like, you know, hey, man, if somebody can just resolve that issue, you know, because, you know, when you're out on a hot date or whatever, you know, right. right. <laughs> the, the most embarrassing thing you want to, you know, be uh, asking is like, "Hey, can I borrow your charger?" <laughs> yeah. So, so, now, so now you don't have to. What I say, we talk about contact, right? And they always say disease is spread by contact. So now there's going to be no contact, or it's going to be pretty close to no contact. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'll be honest. I don't know how well that's going to work out. I'm still not in love with wireless charging. I don't know about you. I don't like it. It's very. It's like three times slower than regular charging. It is. You know, uh, we we. You know, they uh, try to try to make you think that it, you know is the most impressive thing in the world, uh, but it, it's not that impressive because, like as you mentioned, the, the slow the slow charge. You know, it, it still takes quite some time, and and 
it, I, what what I do, it does hold quite quite a bit of charge. But you know, but again, you know, uh, we we're sitting there, you know, uh, looking at our watches, wondering when when we're gonna get to. Well, our- we're waiting for the tea. We're waiting for the tea kettle to boil. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know I haven't boiled tea in a long time. I love drinking tea every morning, and I have one of those Insta Hots. And um, you know, it, you just go there, and it's two twelve immediately. So it's like you don't have to wait anymore. But uh, one thing I will tell you is that you know we have this constant need for using cell phones, other devices, and we need power, don't we? So you're at the office, you're at home, but what do you do when you have a computer that has like only a couple ports and you know you can't plug in more than one thing or basically it kind of can't handle it. I mean, the power management on them is not really that great. So what do you do? Well, I have done a lot of research in this area and there's a lot of junk out there. In fact, one of the shows, we're actually going to bring it on board because I like this device so much. Uh, It's a device that lets you charge different devices and you can turn them on and off and it's powered. So that means you can use it for a lot of great things. So I think that's something that uh, we definitely want to share with our viewers, uh, and I'm going to bring that on. We're actually doing an unboxing on one very soon. Been very, very pleased with it. I think that you know this is where uh, technology is actually going, and uh, you don't see this stuff every day in the store. You well, know, Marcus. Cool. Yeah. You know, and you so- can get it in smaller denominations. You don't have to get it. I, I think the one I have on my desk is uh, is a three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's a nine charger. Okay, it even has, it has uh, I think several of them are actually USB, but it has the smart button so you could turn it on or off, which I think is like amazing. Uh, and it has a lot of power in it, and uh, it still has the connectivity, because that's why a lot of your wireless devices, Marcus, they don't work. It's because you're draining the power of your computer. Uh, that, that's, really the, that's really the problem. So um, power is going to be an issue. So Motorola, well, well before Motorola, we have the Android, the S20. Uh, and uh, that's going to have the brilliant 6.2 beautiful uh, display with the ultra smooth 120 hertz refresh rate on the screen. And again, the wireless charging and it's water resistant, which means you can't put it under the water. After that coming in is the Motorola Premium. Uh, it's the Motorola Edge Plus. And um, they say it has just about everything but the kitchen sink in it. Uh, <laughs> it has the premium 5G. Uh, the Snapdragon 865 chipset, a very giant battery, and the OLED screen with the high refresh rates. Uh, Motorola took features found on some of the top uh, Android phones, and they put it in their own device, and they call it the Moto Spin. Kind of cool. Um, and then they built them into one of their favorite Android phones of the year uh, called the Motorola Edge Plus. Nice. And that's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, they're really trying to just challenge these, you know, the iPhones, and they're really trying to give these other phones, uh, you know, a run for their money. Uh, Google's now getting in the in the uh, game, and they have the Google Pixel 4a. Uh, the only thing I don't like about the Google devices, Marcus, I'm not sure if you've seen this. Every time you buy a Google device or a Chromebook, you got to register the darn thing with Google. Yeah, you know, uh, that's very disturbing to me. And they, they really box you in uh, to their products. And I, and I, I guess the, the whole intention behind that is to make you loyal uh, to, to Google. 
Uh, so they're, they're trying. You're, to, you're, you're 100 percent right. It, it's yeah. to make you loyal, but it's a little more than that, uh, Marcus. Yeah. It's so they can grab marketing data on you and sell it to the big boys. Mm, even more sneaky. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So this is a little bit different than what Apple's doing, then, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's a little a little bit different. Um, you know, Apple's been using their technology. Uh, Apple doesn't make you register that. Well, they do make you sign up for uh, a device to sign in, but but Apple is they have the Apple ID, but you can actually use your phone, you know, without signing in the Apple. You can actually do that. Okay, in order to erase your phone, you, know, you have to sign out of your phone and stuff like that. But it's different than Google. You can't even use the device without having an Apple ID. Yeah, uh, and that's that's really the most irritating part of it. And um, so you know, someone uh, brought brought their their uh, laptop over, and you know, immediately when I opened it, and and I noticed that it was a Chromebook, I said, "Dude, I can't do anything with this." <laughs> so, uh, exactly, and you have to wonder what to do with that data. But speaking about Big Brother, and we talk about Big Brother from time to time. There was a very big conglomerate uh, going on, I'm not sure if you're following, with TikTok. Uh, and they were going to uh, be shut down by order of President Trump uh, because they were um, believing to be antitrust and sending information to overseas Chinese government and companies over there. Yes. Uh, well, good news. Oracle bought them out not too long ago. Oh, that's that's that got to be very exciting, you know. So a lot of people are dancing to a new tune now. They're, they're not dancing. I'm dancing to a new tune, but I'll tell you one thing: I'm not dancing to. I don't really know what Oracle's going to do with the data. Now we haven't really learned a lot about Oracle. You know, we don't really know what they do with their data. They have the ability to collect a lot more data than Google because you have to realize their technology. Google didn't invent all their technology. They use Oracle and stuff like that. So I'm just a little concerned, Marcus, that they're going to use that data in the most, I don't want to say humane way, but in the most um, respectable manner. It's probably the best way to say it. Yes. So we could, we could be seeing Oracle doing some things that are pretty ethical. Is that, you know, when, uh, we, 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 we could, they, they have provided a lot of Fortune 500 companies with their data. And I don't think Oracle is going to be going to sell their soul to China or another country. But I am concerned. Uh, Oracle's always been about big dollars and big money and big companies. And if Oracle gets approached with the right offer, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they sell data to Facebook or whoever else they want to sell it to. So I'm not really in love with this company. I don't know where they're going and I don't want to pass judgment, but I do have a reserve about them. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, so I think that's the problem. But, you know, with, with September rolling around, Marcus, uh, a lot of people are trying to get back to schools, right? Or trying to have some sense of normalcy. Yeah, so uh, that's that's definitely been the idea. Uh Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, for a lot of college kids and then a lot of kids um my kids are um already in session now and and you know lap laptops has been you know one of those things that you know we hear a lot and you know although uh, my kids have theirs issue you know I, i'm still kind of like wondering like well should i or should i not you know invest in a laptop and you know well I, I guess the question comes down to this marcus you know what are they using it for are they using it just for Zoom and to go online and to check email? I mean, they're not really going online to surf all day long or to, or to stream videos. Uh, so I guess you have to ask yourself, what are they using it for, right? Right. Uh, so if you don't need a lot of power in a laptop, I mean, you can get by with uh, some pretty inexpensive laptops. Uh, and, um, you know, you're talking about laptops that are, going to probably be under the $600 mark. Uh, they're not going to be anything to write home about, i got to be honest with you, with a basic AMD processor, an i3, or an i5, you're not getting a laptop that's under $1,000 if you're talking about an i7 or an i9. That just is not happening. Uh, but there's some decisions you have to make. Do you want to get a laptop that actually is cheaper and has a mechanical hard drive? Um, or do you want to get one with an SSD? Or do you want to get uh, an SSD drive with a lower capacity? So these are some questions. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what size screen do you need? You know, and it is getting a screen. And what kind of battery life do you need? You know, are, they, are your people going to be on the go a lot? Can they plug it in? So there's some companies out there that have some good products. Um, you know, for price points, uh, I would say Acer and Asus have some good uh, price point products. We already talked about the Chromebook. The Chromebook is not very expensive, but as I told you before, uh, I just don't like the idea of buying a Chromebook. Um, it, to me, I, I just feel that you're going to be you're going to basically be locked into a certain world and. Uh, you know, you can buy an Acer Chromebook, for example, for under 300 bucks. But again, it is an Acer Chromebook. <laughs> so that means it's tying into, it's trying into our good friends, Google. But you're going to be able to walk away. You know, even Lenovo's getting into the game. Now, I love Lenovo. Anything that has Chromebook, you're going to basically get into that. The, the cheapest one that I saw, Marcus, was a Lenovo IdeaPad Chromebook, 11-inch screen, okay, uh, for under 200 bucks, 199. Hmm. So if you're not trying to, you know, reinvent the world, you're not trying to do programming, you're just trying to check some email, you know, maybe go online, not do anything crazy, you can get a laptop pretty reasonably. Uh, when I say a laptop, I really mean like a mini book, uh, because they're nowhere near the type of power uh, that someone would need for business, like crunching Excel sheets and things like that. But you know, you do have to make some decisions, and um, are you going to buy uh, a book that is going to last you what I call a throwaway book, 
or are you going to get something that you want to get, you know, have last for a few years? Um, I like Lenovo. I think Lenovo has one of the lowest break rates in the industry, but you know, they're not the cheapest. Right. And with all these products, Marcus, you can buy something inexpensive and you can buy something a lot more. Uh, there's some products out there that you could spend a lot more money on, but they have a better warranty. And you can also add warranties on them. But mm -hmm. I found that the products that are made, you know, well, they last. Everybody I talk to wants to buy a laptop for $300 or $400, but, but then they cry when it doesn't give them the speeds that they want. <laughs> so you can't get both worlds, no. right? It's impossible. Yeah. It, it, it really is. So if you're going back to school, you're already in school, yes, you can get some of these, these great products, but I guess you just have to be honest with yourself. What are you really using it for? Because I hate to see you buy a product and now your, your student is uh, uh, doing some type of work that requires all the streaming or video editing. That's just not going to work on a Chromebook, uh, Marcus. No, it's not. Uh, if you, especially if you're looking to do some of the type of stuff I do, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's not yeah. going to work. I mean, you know, you know how long it takes to to render a file, right? Imagine yeah. doing that on an i3 process, an oh, i5, not on i3. Yeah, I, I probably would have just jumped out my own window after <laughs> trying to do it. You, you may, you may not only want to jump out the window, you may want to like permanently knock your wall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so you know, so when it boils down to it, you know, um, I, I think one, one, one of the biggest fear of uh, any any parent, you know, that's sending their their kids to uh, these uh, to, back to school now, and um, and and they may be one of those parents that's against the fence, and they may say, well, you know, I I may just wait wait it out a little bit longer, and but then at, uh, in the back of their head, they say, well, what if they raise prices because um, Everybody's buying them now. So should we worry about that? You know, uh, just from so you know, that's a great question. Just like what's going to happen with um, you know with with uh, with Windows, and they're saying the next version of Windows is not out yet. But it is always this chicken or egg game. Yeah. And and I would say to you this to you this if if you need a laptop today, you know, prices are always going to be changing. Just like on wireless routers, and we'll talk about that on another show. There is always going to be. A product that's more money but here's how I want you to look at this if you need to buy the latest and the greatest maybe you're a feature guy or gal and you just want that latest plush set of features that you probably don't even need right mm -hmm. then you're gonna pay through the roof you're gonna pay two to three times more money for those features or for a processor that is actually not even in mainstream category yet. Yeah, that's cool. You know, um, I think the audience really appreciate that. You know, uh, John, I think uh, hearing that uh, really helps them a lot. And, you know, because, um, you know, just hearing that myself, it, it really, you know, uh, brings me yeah, <laughs> down to a more uh, less anxious uh you know, uh, reason of uh, way of thinking. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling a little bit better now. So, uh, so thank right. you, John. You're, you're, my, my pleasure. And, and a perfect segue into this, Marcus, is we talk about price tags, right? Yes, we do. You know that you can get a video card for maybe a nice video card, let's just say a video card, I don't know, maybe uh, two gigs of RAM, you know, a nice, a nice video card, even with um, maybe a, it's multi. It has it has the the DP for Display Port on it, 
and it's a nice card. Now you can get a nice card like that for easily uh, under 150 bucks, okay? Pretty easily. But what happens if you try to get something a little bit newer? Well, here's a perfect example. The GeForce RTX 3080, I'm sure nobody knows what I'm talking about. Well, this has been the hottest thing. Uh, this card right now, guys, is selling at, it's, it's listing at $700, okay? That's what it's listing at. You can pick up this card, and there are places online that are trying to sell this card for even more money, uh, which I think is like, that's got to be insane. And, and the thing is, uh, this card has pretty much, in case you wanted it, it's already sold out. Um, so we got that, that whole process again. And the card is listing for about $700. Other people are trying to do extortion and try to sell it for fifty or 600 because they know that the card is nowhere to be found. Mm. But here's a funny thing. If you don't need the latest card, Marcus, you can get one that's just a few steps lower for $100 less. So to answer your question, if you want to keep buying the latest and greatest, you're never going to get a deal. Right. I tell our clients this every day. If you want a system with the latest specs and everything the way it's going to be, you're going to pay a lot of money. But if you don't need all those specs, then you're going to pay for something because it's in production more and the price has gone down and the supply has you know, the demand for it has basically not been too high in the supply. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Supply is a lot higher than the demand need. Uh, what's happening with this card is that they priced it not too cheaply, and people went crazy because of a couple of extra features. It's not phenomenally better, but it does have to, some things that make the card better. But is it worth an extra $200? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Marcus? Yeah, yeah I, I like that. You know, it's, it's like going to... Um to the car dealership and, and and then you know you see the same as that car and you know then they say well you know if you just pay maybe 20 more you know he's going to you know uh, a few a few bells and whistles uh, that that you can just customize yourself you know for for a little bit exactly exactly and you know and, and that's what it really comes down to I me mean, when they first came with the lighted fans for pcs they call them the rgb um, you know, the, the red, green, blue, and they can do all these different colors. They can, you can have effects. They can, they can change to music. They can beat to music. When they first came out, you were talking about something that was $500. Yeah. Now they're nowhere near that price tag because the supply has gone way up and the demand has gone way down. People can get them very easily, but if suddenly... That company decided they wanted to roll out a new model. Maybe there was one that instead of doing RGB, well, maybe this one had a extra lighting or something. And that made it an extra $150 more with this extra strobe. Well, now they, they, they increased the price tag. They set a demand, and now it sells out, and then you got the same problem. So companies make products, Marcus, go obsolete intentionally. Um, 
I'm a robot. You remember iRobot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I so iRobot actually um, has been around for a while. They make all kinds of different devices, some things that will take care of your lawn, they'll do your gutters. Well, iRobot recently came out with a technology for a robot that will actually empty, uh, have a smart emptying system, but it has no map technology to get around the room. Now, I don't know about you. Adding a technology automatically empties the waste of the bin, but now it can't find its way home. Doesn't that seem a little messed up? Yeah, it, it does. Uh, so, uh, what you know? What what is the you know? Have you had did you get the price tag on this? Because you know, it seems like they they may be compromising us on on something here. You know, uh, if they can't even if they can't perform in this way. Yeah, uh, the 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 new the new one that they coming out with. So they're trying to sell it as a kit. Okay. Um, and, and this is the thing. And and the kit was going around twelve was going around basically around twelve hundred dollars. Wow. Uh, they have one without the kit, which just sits right around eight hundred bucks. So what happens, Marcus, is this this device returns back home. And uh, when it returns home to its charging station, it automatically has a sensor and it will automatically uh, empty uh, the um, onboard compartment uh, into the bin, which can later be dumped. Now, it's auto-emptying, but you still have to empty this into your trash later on. (laughs) So, um, you know, I think it's nice, Marcus, but I'll be honest, I think it's a gimmick. Yeah, it really, it really does seem more like a gimmick rather than uh, something that is really supposed to make 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 life more convenient, make life more lighter. So I, I just don't see where you know where where I'm benefiting that if I'm still, you know, uh, happy. I mean, would you spend an extra two hundred? Let me ask you: Would you spend an extra two hundred dollars? Um, would would you spend an extra two hundred dollars for a vacuum that auto empties itself like like a Roomba? Yeah. Yeah, uh, if it's going to empty itself, then it's going to be worth it then. It empties itself, but now you still have to empty that bin later on. Well. <laughs> <laughs> See the point? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's worth it, right? But now you still got to go empty that uh, that bin. So you just delayed. <laughs> Maybe you could go a couple cleanings, and then you have to dump that. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, so it's why we need to, John, to, you know, really put the logic in, into our mind. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes the people that put these things together, the marketing people, you know, they create this urge in people's mind. We call it the impulse buy, right? Right. And then you get this thing home and it's like, huh, this is all it does? <laughs> That's what they meant by that feature? Oh, I want to return it. Oh, wait, I can't. It was it's 15 days. It was only 14 day return policy, and I can't return it. So, things like that. But something else that's been uh, interesting to me. We we talk about Facebook from time to time, and we do give them give them some flack. But I honestly believe, Marcus, uh, they're not out for your best interest or my best interest, or definitely our 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 viewers. Uh, they're a money crunch machine, and again, there's nothing wrong about them making money. I have a problem with the way they lie to people. That's my problem. And they're trying to do it again. 
they're working they're working on turning the new VR into this new mass market technology which they had and they they came this Oculus came out in 2014 for a $3 billion industry and uh, they're basically getting getting ready to do this again uh, uh, Facebook launches the new it's called the new Oculus 2 which is a lighter cheaper VR headset so again they, they you know they're trying to just get people on board and I think um, if the price tag is lower, it's going to get a lot more people that want to buy it. Uh, it's called the Quest 2. It's lighter. It's cheaper. They say it's better performing. I have not gotten my hands on one of these yet. Um, the Quest 2 is supposed to be similar in profile. It's 10% lighter than the original. Is that really worth? <laughs> is that really? I mean, uh, and they say it's more portable and it's going to be more comfortable and easier to wear. Comfortable and easier to wear by who? I mean, how do they make that statement? Yeah. You know, that's, that seems very subjective. I see the VR headset future. I mean, we got a long way down the road, 10, 20 years. I mean, uh, I see some challenges in VR because when we get into VR, it's going to cause a whole socio um, uh, impasse in people because, as it is, they're detached now, right? Sometimes with technology, imagine putting a pair of glasses on and now you're so detached that you don't even want to come to the dinner table. Mm. So I, I see some slight ramifications for that, uh, a little more than just parents wanting to regulate how much time they're on the internet. Uh, you know, you, you heard the philosophy one time, that, you know, when you do something in your mind, it happens in life. You know, we actually create things twice, once in our mind, and then we create them in life. But it has to first happen in our mind. So if you're playing a virtual reality game, well, I think your mind's going to be pretty involved in that game, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And if those games are sending messages that maybe you wouldn't like or I wouldn't like or would not be conducive, let's see, to the well-being of society, wouldn't you agree that that's probably going to change the programming of that person to maybe become more like that, maybe make them more violent, etc.? Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, uh, there there were some studies done on that before. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they're definitely, you know, they, they, they're even doing some studies with prisoners with VR um, head with the VR glasses, uh, you know. Uh, okay. You know, maybe I should fat check myself, you know, uh, so <laughs> you know, before someone does it for me. But, you know, uh, there definitely is a, a, a prison study uh, done with that. And, um, and I'll let what, you know. What, what, did they, what did they learn, Marcus? What did they learn? Uh, what they, they learned it from, from these studies is that they can alter some of the, the, the behaviors of the prisoners uh, by, you know, giving them certain scenes in the VR uh, head glasses to, to calm them down, uh, make them more, um, you know, I, I guess, quote unquote, civilized, um, you know, and to help them with also, uh, civilization uh, wants to go. Uh, Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come back from, you know, from prison. Very, very interesting. And, and we know that if we do that to, to children or teenagers, we know their mo- their minds is going to your mind is going to be like clay. Yes, yes. Uh, I can just imagine uh, what it would do. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I, I think I think we just got to be careful about that. Uh, you know, just like there are certain there's actually groups. Some of people know this, but there's actually groups out there that that wait that rate. Okay. Uh, website. Yeah, so, I, so I found the um, you know just to you know just for you know fact checking purposes. Oh, uh, good. So um, so this is done by the University of Maryland, uh, actually. You know. Uh, oh wow. So, you know, uh, so the uh, the Colorado in 2012, the Colorado Department of Corrections uh, was uh, faced with the with a dilemma when the U.S. Supreme Court made retroactive um, its decision prohibiting mandatory life without parole or sentences for, for juveniles. So, uh, so what they end up doing was, um, you know, um, uh, they, they allow the juvenile life lifers, uh, to actually, um, be able to, um, wear, uh, wear the VR, uh, glasses using, using, using a different software, uh, for to be able to re re-enter uh, back into to the um, probation program, um, oh, wow. you know, so they gave them different uh, different life lessons in the VR glasses to you know learn how to like like how to do laundry, how to self. Oh, so it did. So it did teach them some positive things. Yeah, teach them teach them positive things, give them positive um, images and, and different things. So I think I think it's just like you know you put food in your body. You, yeah. you put stuff in your brain so you become what you think about. You know, we are what we eat, so we are what we envision, and we are what we do. We are what people we hang around. We become that, right? Uh, energy is very um, – how can I say it? It's, it's very um, – it's attractive, uh, but it, it's spreadable, and it's, it's, it's definitely contagious. Definitely, definitely. So another thing, speaking about contagious, yeah. the perfect segue. Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> I've seen that one coming. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. That just kind of like, you know, that just naturally happened. Um, there's something called the fifth vital sign. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, uh, I was uh, reading on this. You know, so um, our blood oxygen levels. You know, so this is this is very interesting uh, because like there, there's a lot of people who you know, uh, especially with the COVID nineteen cases, uh, this this can be very beneficial. So, tell us more about this. Sure. So, so our blood oxygen levels, uh, levels, um, it's a it's a lesser known metric that many health professionals have yet to be analyzing, but that's slowly changing. So, blood oxygen levels, um, you know, as I said, they're they're starting to come under the radar. Uh, by some health practitioners, and they're they're setting a new uh, mark or metric, if you will, to monitor COVID cases. So the blood oxygen, um, or what they call formally SpO2, okay, it has a formal thing. It's capital S, lowercase p, uh, uppercase uh, O, and then two. 
they've been used long before COVID had even been around. And it was an important indicator to help people understand heart, lung, and overall health. My question is, why did we stop paying attention to it? Like, why did this suddenly become an issue now? So this health metric is often called the fifth vital sign, and it's the one that's oftentimes missed or analyzed. And what it does, Marcus, is it helps um, people monitor um, basically uh, whether they have respiratory conditions, uh, COVID-19, of course, included. And um, unlike the body's uh, heart rate, uh, you know, where you can tell if it gets too high or maybe it's, uh, it doesn't seem right, uh, it's not quite the same or easy to diagnose how someone will have low blood oxygen levels. They actually have a, a word for it, for it. It's called hypoxemia. Um, yeah. Say that a hundred times fast. <laughs> um, and and actually, um, so that word hypoxemia, um, several factors are basically needed. And I quote this from the Mayo Clinic. We know the Mayo Clinic to continuously supply the uh, cells and tissues in your body with oxygen. There must be enough oxygen in the air you're breathing. Your lungs must be able to inhale the oxygen-containing air and exhale carbon dioxide. Your bloodstream must be able to circulate blood to your lungs, take up the oxygen, and carry it throughout the body. So a problem, and I quote still from them, with any of these factors, high altitude, asthma, heart disease, may result in, guess what, hypoxemia. <laughs> mm. Especially under the conditions such as uh, extreme exercise, illness, and whenever your blood oxygen falls below a certain level, you may experience a shortness of breath. Uh, maybe become dizzy, get a headache or confused, or become restless. Uh, so um, interesting, the, the Mayo Clinic always seems to be on board. But another thing interesting I want to point out, there was an article published by um, uh, a known uh, scholar not too long ago, and it was actually retracted. So that's very interesting. <laughs> um, it, it was retracted saying that they didn't have proof to be able to conclude that this theory was true. So I don't, everybody's always trying to put a, put a, um, a wrench in something, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They don't want to like, nobody wants to see what's going on. And guess what? I am sure we are going to see devices like, you guessed it, the Apple Watch. Series six, and guess what it can now do? <laughs> it can install it. It can now monitor the blood oxygen or the SpO2. Yeah. We should have knew it was coming. Um, so, so this is where it's going. And, and I think the Internet of Things is good where it can actually help you understand you know, your body's um, different health levels. I think that's a great thing. But I don't think, you know, so literally you have a watch and it shows your blood O2 level. I mean, I think that is kind of amazing, but my question is, you know, how accurate is it? And I think that's something that we probably have to learn. They're saying, yes, it is a factor, but how much of a factor is it? We don't know that 100%. So I think it's important to know that it's something we should be concerned about, but how concerned should we be? There's really no benchmark on it. 
I think that's that's a real good point you make right there because um I think a lot of times people are you know when they see see results like that uh they start you know getting very afraid like well what should I do now should should I you know go to the doctor you know am I dying you know so you know we got to be very careful with these particular uh, type of uh health health related type of uh, I think anytime, Marcus, we get any new information, whether it's for health, whether it's for security, I think we always have to, I guess, you know, be a little uh, deceptive, a little, I must say deceptive, but be a little bit um, uh, resistant because, you know, maybe we don't know it for ourselves. I know, I know when I do things, I have to see something or feel something to really believe it. I don't just take an article. Um, you know, and, and speaking about articles, uh, Facebook, um, their AR Ray-Bans are completely stylish. Mm. They're the hottest thing, yeah. but they may not be the greatest thing. <laughs> uh, you know, you knew that was coming. Uh, of course, anything Facebook's behind, I always have to ask, I'm sure they're making money on it somewhere. Um, and these new... Uh, AR glasses. Uh, they're using this project called it's called Project Aria, and it's an experimental platform that's going to lead to a pair of AR glasses that will stream data to your face. Oh, wow. So this is a partnership with a sunglass manufacturer, Ray Ban, um, to use this new fancy type of uh, glasses. I actually have a pair of Ray Bans myself, but. I don't think I want AR functionality. Definitely not. Definitely not Facebook technology uh, built into them. Um, and it's clear that the air glasses will eventually reach mass markets, even by the next decade. So we're talking about ten years, roughly. Yeah. So uh, or or so. And um, the the uh, they call it the array bands. So no pun intended. Array A R capital A Y dash bands. Um, so. The world's really not sure um, why we need them. <laughs> and this may be something that's way too mature, uh, Marcus. I don't think our world is ready for virtual instruction uh, or this type of world that is, you know, we have something called augmented reality and we have something called virtual reality. Right. So virtual reality is when we take a computer and we synthesize something. Augmented reality is when we take our known environment and we put synthesized images in it or alter or change it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So that's been the new the new descriptions because there was a confusion. So if, let's, for example, we had uh, your kitchen. That would be virtual reality. Now, if we take augmented reality, I could now put characters into that kitchen or change the way that kitchen is. So that would be an example of that. But... I, I think this project aria that they're they're working on um, it, it's a research project and uh, they're gonna add this new type of information so while you're wearing your glasses you're basically going to be able to get a projection of something right in front of your eyes hmm. I'm not sure if I like that no I'm not you know because uh, then again you know it it it, it, it it concerns me that, you know, anything that's, you know, um, intruding on my daily activities. Your, pri say, your privacy, right? Uh, you know, yeah. So it, it who, who knows if it's recording what, what I'm doing, where I'm going. So, uh, I, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those very 
they the 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 the, the partnership has claimed that the biggest challenge for them has been um, basically finding a way to um, use all these uh, existing sensors to make the AR work properly. Because remember, it's got to be on this pair of glasses, which is pretty small. Right. And they, they got to fit them on that pair of glasses in the appropriate place that they're going to get the best benefit without intruding to the person wearing them. <laughs> so yes. that's their biggest challenge. And... Um, they're not even sure, Marcus, whether they can build products that are going to use a collection of sensors for multiple tasks in a very power-efficient manner. They don't even know if they can do it. So um, it's like they're building a map. The best way I can explain this to people is think about playing video games. Hmm. And now think about yourself in the game, okay? And imagine being in the game and now you getting shot. Well, not for real, but you're getting shot in the game. Now you have sensors on your body, and suddenly you're feeling these actual sensations as if it actually hits you. Yeah. There was a company a while back. I don't think they, they're still in business. They were making movie theaters, what they called more than 3D theaters. They were trying to make, like, effects. They, they went out of business. They were going to do, like, scents and vibrations and things like that so that you could have more of an experience. Hmm. I know one place that did this, and I wasn't crazy about it. It was in, um, uh, I believe it was in Disney World, and it was actually one of their kingdoms, and it was called Animal Kingdom. And I remember the first time I went into It's a Bug's Life, and I sat down on this, this theater. You never know what Disney's going to do. And I sat down there, and you're seeing this bug, and you're watching. You're becoming very ingrained with the bug. And all of a sudden, you know, the bug sprays you with water and then this horrible scent right in front of these, like these two little sprayers. And then, you know, the bug's about to leave and you feel the bug coming out under the chair while you're sitting there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what they wanted to do, Marcus, but again, I don't think it really went anywhere. They wanted to be able to make the theater more than 3D. More yeah. of like a reality, like maybe a movement, not just the yeah. sound, but the smell. They wanted to touch as many senses as they could. Yeah, they wanted to put, literally put you in the movie, so that's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, but I, I just, I feel that that's just not the, I don't know, I, I think I think we got to be careful with the way we do that. I mean, we're seeing that with a lot of different places now, they're trying to have these IoT devices. Uh, I know there's one I'm actually reviewing um uh, in a few weeks, I won't let the cat out of the bag yet, but it's not really an IoT device. It's a type of device that I'll call it IoT, but it really isn't really phrased that because it's actually a device, and it's really not marketed as an IoT because it connects to the computer. I mean, I think of an IoT device as something a lot smaller, where this is something maybe as big as my hand. So it's it's a lot lot bigger. So. Uh, I see more and more connection, Marcus, for devices needing to capture data and share this. I mean, just the other day, I was looking at this little mini robot. And, um, yes, Amazon sells it for just a couple hundred bucks. And he can actually um, see your home when you're not there using night vision. Yep. And he can link into your security system. But now I have a problem with this 
this data is being sent up to the wonderful worldwide web or the cloud. Hmm. And now your home is being sent up to that cloud. What would happen, Marcus, if someone was able to hack into that cloud infrastructure? You know, before you know it, we got the wrong people with information. Yeah, and we now have this, let's call it the dark web again. We have just like they sell credit cards and pet things on the dollar. Imagine them selling your information about your home, what it looks like, its map, everything about it, and selling it to people. And now they find somebody in, in wherever you're located. Well, gee, we're going to go ahead and sell that to somebody. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that's going to send the wrong message. So I think, like I said to you once before, Marcus, we got to be really careful as we start to get more technology. We have to start understanding how this technology is going to affect our privacy, for one thing. Yeah, you you you, you hit the, the the nail right on the head once again, John, and. Um, you are really helping, helping a lot of people out today and really giving us some, some deep thought to really chew on. Uh, so, so, you know, you know, speaking of like just helping people out and, um, uh, and there's a lot of predatory things to, to, you know, keep an eye on, um, Google stock, you know, um, stockware, I believe. So, yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, um, I, I, I know, you know, and maybe, you know, because uh, I know um, we, we're getting closing in on time here, but maybe, and then, you know, um, yeah. Well, a, a, couple, a, couple, a, couple, a couple more a couple more stories, but basically to tell you, so Google Stockware policy, um, you know, requires a notification on monitoring apps, but they had a typo in their, <laughs> in their, in their policy uh, that says it allowed the use of monitoring apps to track adults without their consent. <laughs> yeah, we, we laugh, but I'm sure that might have caused them a big class action lawsuit if they didn't quick resolve that before yeah, that, that became a, a major, major problem. Uh, be be uh, corrected right away. So uh, so something to be something to laugh 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 at, but no laughing matter is uh, the bug in Joe Bud um, Biden's app. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not taking a political stance one way or another here. We, we try not to, to express any political views and, of course, the views here. But, you know, any, any, any person running, whether it's independent, Republican, Democrat, I don't care. If you have an app and you're asking people to use that, I mean, the general public, and now that app is giving millions of people access to voter files, well... You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
I don't know about you, but that's probably going to make me think a little poorly of that candidate and maybe their campaign. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if they don't, you know, if, if you're a candidate and, and you, you're trying to avoid anything, you know, bad said about you, this is probably like one of the worst things that can happen to you. We're talking about, you know, um, millions of people here um, who, you know, who's trusting you. And, and now that trust seems a little sketchy. You know, exactly. But the thing is this, the only reason it hasn't gotten as much play as it probably should have is it didn't cause damage yet. Yeah. Notice I said the word yet. I'm hoping Joe's people and his company that he's hired has fixed the issue or taken it offline. I don't know. But we haven't heard any more news about it. But I think that's the biggest issue is, is that, you know, I think what should have happened is a letter should have came out from them. I don't think they did anything. They didn't respond to the public and say, hey, you know, we had an issue. They notified me, but there was no apology. No. Um, you know, that, that's really something to think about there, you know. And, um, and and again, this is, you know, someone's running for president, and, and this is not to sway anybody in one way. No, or no, no. We're not trying to take um, anybody for or against the person, but anybody that has a problem with their app, yeah. um, you know. Yeah, so, so what – what do you think might have cost this specifically? You know, was this, you know, uh, a hacker, you know, attempt or uh, was this just, you know. I, I, to be honest with you, the the app itself had a bug in it. And I know because we've developed apps for years, you know, when you get people that don't have the experience level. Um, and sometimes this happens, Marcus. It's not nice to say when you pay a little bit, well, I'll say a lot less money. <laughs> they don't necessarily know the ramifications. Maybe it was um, somebody's kid from college or maybe it was somebody from high school. And say, oh, gee, yeah, we'll write an app or something. And they don't understand the exposure that they put a company, a campaign, a person, because they haven't done the proper thing. And I think that's what we have to be aware of. But just a couple, we only have time for a couple more stories here. We have a lot of good content to bring you. And that's always the problem, Marcus, is trying to fit it into this, into our short little time frame. Um, so artificial intelligence, uh, which you probably know before, uh, they're now trying to put artificial intelligence because it's a very expensive uh, technology and very few can afford it uh, in the cloud. So now uh, companies are now trying to come out making AI affordable as a service. And they're going to start charging you for the amount of AI you use. The pricing and the model is still uh, up for grabs yet. But they're going to now make AI available, kind of like, you know, the supercomputers many years ago. They would let people rent the amount of time you needed on that supercomputer. Yeah. So they're going to do the same thing, just like NASA and they do with the satellites. And this is also going to lead more to the RPA, Robotic Process Automation. This is another big buzzword acronym. And what we're going to see as robots, and we'll talk more about robots in other shows, but robots are becoming autonomous, and they're being able to learn things that they didn't yet know about just by being in their environment and by making mistakes. Um, so that, that is definitely uh, a thing. And, and just the last two things I want to point out in stories, because we've had a lot to cover. We had a lot of juicy stuff tonight. Yeah, we is did. That, um, TikTok, you can relax, ladies and gentlemen. If you have millions of followers on TikTok, well, you can sleep tonight because the company is not getting sold. Uh, President Trump announced uh, not too long ago that if it was not sold to a U.S. company, 
that it would be um, required to shut down. So um, you can definitely rest about that, but we still have to be careful about what well, I guess what Oracle is going to do just to just to to uh, to handle that. But another thing that I thought was really interesting is one of the biggest IPOs, Marcus, in the time is coming out. One of the biggest in history. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I think this is going to send people, and it's actually uh, about a data storage provider uh, being able to conduct the largest ever software IPO, and they're being able to uh, seeing stocks uh, right now that were ending uh, just around $254, Valuing the company at seventy billion, and it priced the initial offering at one hundred twenty, and it already jumped to two fifty four. That was a Wednesday this week. Okay, uh, so this IPO is um, going to be pretty interesting. Um, it's going to have D Tech. They're going to create tremendous markets and 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 shareholder value. That's what they're going to try to do. But uh, the other interesting thing about it is that. Um, the Warren Buffett-backed company was found in Silicon Valley in 2012 by two Oracle veterans. Hmm. So very interesting uh, what's going to happen with this. Um, it's a red-hot IPO, um, and it's going to send a lot of people surging at uh, you know what's going on. And more companies, um, software companies, are going to come to the front. Um, and the thing about it is that it's very rare uh for uh Warren Buffett and, and Berkshire Hathaway uh to prof uh, you know by profiting by more than 800 million from a stake in a cloud data startup called Snowflake. I mean that is pretty rare. That's so Snowflake wild. was not an ordinary IPO. The company Wednesday um you know made their mark uh being the biggest software IPO in history and uh having the largest offering in 2020 so far. Right. So, but a lot of people say and financial analysts say, you know, it doesn't really mean anything because it's just numbers. Right. A lot of times companies can have a value, but are they really worth that that value? Are they worth it? And you may ask, what does this company do? Well, that's a great question. They enable organizations to be data driven. They, they create customer experiences with your data. Uh, they reduce costs for per price, uh, per second pricing, and they make better, quicker business decisions. So what are they? They're a data crunching engine. Uh, if anything, there's somebody that's going to be after that private data that we're talking about. So, yeah. again, there is no formal rule or law about anything like this, um, you know, to protect this. There's nothing on, on the books or, you know, in the, the courts for how privacy needs to be handled. There's stuff for HIPAA and Sarbanes-Oxley, but there is really nothing for the American people to protect data from company to company other than those two that I mentioned. Um, of course, everybody tries to be you know, compliant and stuff like that, but I just feel that I'm not sure where they're going right now because they have a very big hype. Um, and their biggest thing is, is that customers are reducing their query times from hours to second and that they're going to push cloud data um, in warehouses to business users very quickly and very efficiently. My question is going to be, what's the demand going to be, Marcus? Is this really something that small businesses need or is this just something that a handful of people are going to need? And what I mean by that is, 
if somebody was selling a, a helicopter and the helicopter was a million dollars a piece, mm -hmm. okay, and this company wanted to make $10 million, well, they just have to send 10 helicopters. But if that price tag was a lot less, like $100,000, they're going to have to sell a lot more helicopters. So is there really a market for this, or is this a fake? I don't want to use the word fake. Is this a, um, let's say, a deceivement or a misrepresentation of the facts? Because we've been fooled in the past before. Yes. And just because a company makes money, that doesn't necessarily mean, Marcus, that it's going to be a great company. Right. You know, they, they could fall just as quickly as they rose. I think it's an interesting company, but I do feel that it's one that we probably have to watch because I'm always concerned about what they're doing. And we've talked about this before. If a company makes a very big mistake, those stock prices could go to zero very quickly. Very quickly. So I like to know what they're doing with their data and how they're handling it. Not so much the algorithms, but like, What's going on? You notice they didn't share any of that data. Nothing. They just say that they're going to be able to crunch numbers faster, but I got to believe there's a cost to that. A cost not in just price, Marcus. I mean a cost in privacy. Yeah, I yeah, kind of agree with you more. And, and, you know, you sometimes, know sometimes these companies, these companies come, come and then they're gone. And they go. They come and they go. Um, and it's just about the people that decide to make the investment because they look good. I mean, when they do these prospectuses, they look good on paper. A lot of these dot-coms, they look good on paper and online, but they're really not as good as they say they are. Right. Well, yeah, well, thank you so much for that. You know, um, and I, I guess the final thing, maybe just to, you know, uh, breeze us through really quickly, uh, the, sure. you know, the, uh, with the NFL coming back now, um, there are some, you know, they had to definitely tighten up on some different protocols. Maybe walk, walk us through that a bit, you know, uh, what. You yeah, know, yeah. So, so, so this was kind of, this was kind of a little strange for me that, that they were doing this. Man, I knew they were doing some stuff, but um, you first heard about what they did. I think it was in, in Disney a while back when, uh, you know, the NBA was doing some stuff, but now the NFL uh, is is getting strict with their rules. I mean, they, they want to open soon. We, we all know that. Uh, and they just have basically different things that they're that they're trying to do. And with these COVID cases, uh, they're announcing the monitoring, um, you know, the testing results, um, that they just got a lot more in play. And I right. feel that, you know, this is going to be a, it's going to be a moving target, you know, and I don't think they have a total plan um, for what's going to go on, but I think they're just going to kind of monitor things. And right now, they're saying that it's still under negotiation to, you know, what are they going to do? Because the biggest issue they have, Marcus, is, 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 is the players' union. That's their, that's their biggest problem right now. Right. And the NFL training camps, as we know, they're starting very, very close. Right. So let's just presume for a moment, Marcus, that the season teams travel uh, to different cities to play games. Uh, there's going to be a lot of new regulations in place for the players and the team personnel on the road. Because remember, they have mandates. Do they have to quarantine? Does that mean we have to wait two weeks before they can, they can have a game in that area? Um, the, the league is going to mandate that the team buses cannot be, listen to this, more than 50% full. 
So there must be at least one open seat between passengers on team planes as well. Hmm. Everyone will get his or her own hotel room on the road, and the players and team personnel must wear face mask coverings while on the road. So teams and players are going to be told that they're not going to be allowed to leave their hotel rooms to eat and otherwise use any restaurants that are open to the public. So they're going to have like closed restaurants just for them, the players. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be allowed to use room service and only contactless food delivery services. Um, they might not be able to use public or private transportation or in other cities, even when they're not playing. So while at the hotel, players and team personnel may not be visiting their rooms by anyone who's not in the traveling party. That's pretty strict. Yeah, that's very and strict. no one in the traveling party may use shared hotel facilities, such as a pool, wow, a gym, unless they've been disinfected and are being used only by the traveling party specifically. So I see, Marcus, that this is going to cost a lot more money for the teams. But if the money is going to be, you know, delegated to the teams, I feel it's going to come back to the people that are going to be the fans, right? Right, right. definitely. Yeah. You know, so you, you can expect for a lot of um, players who are going to be breaking breaking some of the rules here there <laughs> so uh so that kind of happened early on you know uh in, in inside of the nba bubble uh so you're gonna you know you and then of course you know the the fans are going to get hit hit hard hit hard with this A price tag on the tickets we already yeah. know they're right they're they're looking for excuses to raise tickets but yeah. i can tell you this they're probably going to charge more money because they're not gonna be able to get as much capacity in the stadium exactly and if they're doing this for the for the the players I can't imagine what they're going to be doing for the for the visitors. Yeah. I mean, they're they're probably going to be going through some procedures. They're obviously going to be checking things. They're going to have temperature systems, monitoring stuff. Uh, they're going to have to have constant cleaning at the bathrooms. The food is going to have to become so controlled, right? I, I see this being a disaster. Yeah, I, I just don't know if it's going to be worth it. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to be worth it or or as enjoyable uh, as has um, been in previous seasons. Uh, you know, but we have seen you know um, the NFL taking some dips. Um, you know, um, in recent years, so you know, and this is you know, it's going to take another hit. You know, as the NBA did. You know, this season. Well, Marcus, we had a lot of topics to cover, and we did it. It seems like we always seem to go a little bit longer, but we provide great content. You know, we're really giving our viewers a lot of good information, and we're working really hard, as you know, Marcus. We have some amazing guests coming up next month, so uh, we're going to start to have some good guests, very interactive people, some well-known people. So I think, uh, you know, our show is definitely growing, and uh, I want to thank our viewers because, um, you know, we are, we're here for you. And, you know, we'll be doing things like taking live calls. I told you when we hit 10,000 viewers, uh, we're not too far from that. We'll take live calls on the air. We're also here to take your, you know, your chats. If you have something you want to tell us or if you would like to be a guest on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, uh, you can reach out to us. You can message us. You can go to jmor.com um, and you can go to our uh, contact form. Let us know you'd like to be a guest. Tell us who you are, what you'd like to talk about. We typically interview people that are thought leaders in their industry that have made a contribution to technology. 
Um, so if you just bought a computer and you're using it really well, we're probably not going to interview you. But if you, you 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 know you got your computer and maybe you hooked that up to uh, manage your weather system and and you're communicating that to your local town or interface to Nix or something like that, well then we may want to talk to you. Uh, so again, it, it's about tech, um, but I don't want you to just think about tech meaning that it has to deal with actually wires and cables. It can be wireless, and it also can be something that has to do with the mindset of tech. We actually have a psychologist, come, a doctor coming on next month. And uh, so uh, there's some real interesting things that we're going to have. But I don't know where our time goes, Marcus. Um, again, if you do want to be a guest, let us know. If you have a product uh, that you'd like us to unbox, let us know that too. And, you know, we do unboxing. We do reviews. And the Jay Moore Tech Talk show is every single Friday night at 5.30 p.m., um, and uh, I hope that we will see you real soon. If you know somebody that missed our show, um, they can always go and uh, watch it later or pretty soon, starting next week. They'll be able to subscribe and get all this amazing, great content streamed right to their phone, to their computer, 24 hours a day, 365 days. Uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, indeed. Uh, looking forward to all the great, amazing guests and maybe even surprises uh, that's on along the way too. So you know, hopefully we get some surprises along the way. Uh, so um, I always, I always love surprises. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so thank you, Jay, uh, John, uh, and thank you, guests, uh, well, audience out there. <laughs> we will see you next week. Thank you, Marcus. We'll see you next week, everyone. Okay. Bye bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week. Right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, JMOR.com. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.